This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 93. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Hey. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hey, Kelly Hurst. And we are, and you are. I'm Brett Hurst. And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. Yes, and we are. This podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Which is exciting. It is very exciting. It. And it's exciting to be back after a little bit of a break. Yeah. It's been a while since we've posted, mainly because... I had a cough that would not go away for bad. like 10 weeks. Bad cough. Yeah, bad cough, but the cough is long gone. Found the right inhaler, and we are back doing shows. Right on. Very exciting. Houston, well, Houston allergies. Before we get to uh, our topic today, I want to say that our resource of the day is a book by Dr. John Gottman that we have recommended because we're in the middle of a series based on John Gottman's work. He has a great book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. We've recommended it many, many times to many, many couples. And um, that is our resource for the day. So we're in the middle of a series based on Dr. John Gottman's research that has been probably quoted and shared across the planet more than maybe any other marriage researcher, I would imagine. Definitely a lot. Now, let's see if, Brett, if you can name the principles that we've covered so far. Well, we always start by talking about love maps and how to enhance your love maps. maps, Right. And then, uh, let's see, nurturing fondness and admiration. Excellent. And then turning towards each other. That's right. Right now, I have turned and I'm (laughs) facing exactly towards you. And then letting your partner influence you, I believe, is the uh, fourth principle. That was where we left off. And so today is principle number five, which is solve your solvable problems. Solve your solvable problems. That's right. Which which implies that you have problems you can solve and problems maybe that you can't. So true. And of course, we've probably, you know, we've not skated around this issue. We've actually dove into this issue before in past shows, episodes around conflict, how to manage conflict. But um, the solvable problems issue that that Gottman talks about in his research, it's really interesting. He talks about that out of all of your marital conflict, from the mundane annoyances to just all out war. And everything in between. And everything in between kind of falls into two categories. He calls them either solvable problems, meaning they can be resolved, or what he calls perpetual problems. Which are ongoing. Right. The fight that you have over and over again. Right. What he calls the the problems that'll probably be part of your lives forever in some form or another. That's real encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of is because once you're able to categorize your various conflict and the types of disagreements you're having, then you can sort of adopt your coping strategy to match what kind of conflict you're having. Well, that makes sense. It sounds so simple, right? <laughs> you wouldn't say we have any perpetual problems. 
I think we have all of the above. <laughs> Perpetual, solvable, and oh, everything in between. You're just being difficult. No, I'm not. Uh, okay, we're moving for we're moving on to how do you even identify what is a solvable problem? How would you like to handle that, Brett? I think it's just a matter of how easy it is to get to some kind of resolution. Right. Like taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. That's the one I refer to the most. I do Monday, you do Thursday. Bada bing. Right. Uh, I would say then you can move into problems if one of you doesn't do your trash day. Uh-huh. Like if one of you has agreed to Tuesday and then you don't do it, uh-huh. then maybe that's a moving that into a different type of conflict. Indicative of a perpetual problem. <laughs> so would you say that solvable problems are the areas that have some sort of compromise or like an easy solution, an easy fix? Generally, yeah. Yeah. They could. They tend to be functional in mm. nature. They're the type of problems, that, or at least that Gottman says, is that if you were to step back, you might be able to get have some objectivity around them. Okay. You know, maybe they don't have a lot of emotion tied to them, not right. a lot of, you know, they're, they're just... N- they're not loaded. Yeah, really. they're not loaded. That's a good way of Emotionally, saying it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pro- solving them is pretty simple compared to what we're going to tackle next show, which is the perpetual problems. Mm. But they can still might, cause... Might skip that show. <laughs> but they can still cause pain and frustration mm-hmm. between partners. So I don't want to say that these are just things that never cause a burr under sure. your saddle. They're just things that are a little more simple to resolve. Well, kind of like you said, if somebody doesn't take responsibility for their easily solvable problem, then that can be that can be a problem. Yeah. And just because something just because a problem is solvable doesn't mean that it gets resolved. Good point. So, you know. Okay, so a few tools to remember when you are solving your solvable problems is number one, you want to start with a soft startup. Okay. This is how you get into the conversation mm-hmm. and how, and that's very important mm-hmm. because it kind of sets the tone of how productive that conversation is going to be. Yeah. John Gottman talks a lot about how a conversation will just steer right off the cliff if there's what he calls a harsh startup mm-hmm. and what he kind of defines as a harsh startup. And I think most of us kind of know when something has started harsh, we start with criticism, we start with accusations, mm-hmm. you know, sort of maybe labeling, calling names or something like that. Or we just start out with an angry tone, right? you know, pretty much we're probably going to go right off the cliff. And I've noticed in having conversations with individuals in marriages for years that a lot of times uh, this keeps them from getting into conversations because they either think they're not capable of having a soft startup Mm -hmm. or maybe they think they might be successful at the soft startup, but they're so afraid that it's not going to do much good on the other end. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, But it it is a step in the right direction. I mean, better to have a soft startup than to not have one. Yeah, because and and I think, well, what I hear you saying and what we've experienced, too, is a soft startup is not a guarantee that the conversation is just going to go swimmingly. Not at all. But you've got a much better chance of your partner hearing what you have to say if you just enter it respectfully and not putting them down and, you know, yelling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this isn't a point we're talking about, but... Sometimes it just is important to just get into mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. And sometimes people are fearful. Maybe that's another episode. 
Maybe so. I'll mark that down. Okay, the second tool to remember when you're wanting to solve your solvable problems is to learn to make and receive repair attempts. This is a Gottman term that he's found in his research. And a repair attempt is basically when things are a little heated Mm -hmm. and you're in the middle of maybe a sticky or hard conversation. This is something that one or both partners do to sort of take the air out of the situation. The edge. Yeah, take the toxicness out of it. And it can be anything from making a funny comment. Mm -hmm. Um, See, I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, th- now that needs to be an episode. Yeah, I- I'm making a mental note of uh, using humor. See, you must using what you define as humor. You must think it's an effective tool that I have in my toolbox. No, I think most of the times it's so not effective. Oh, now come now. Okay, so let's getting back to the repair attempt. Yes. Here's the thing about repair attempts, and again, I think I got off track, but they can be anything from something funny to they can be something like you know what, why don't we take a time out for five minutes and Mm -hmm. sort of get our head together and come back, you know? Kind of pace ourselves. Yeah. The thing about repair attempts is they have to be received by the other person Mm -hmm. for the repair attempt to work. Right. Um, So if one person tries to be funny... That's me. And the other person... Doesn't, doesn't have a sense of humor. No, that's not it. It's not that I don't have a sense of humor. Oh, man, this is going off the rails and fast. Um, okay, we're, we're so going to tackle that in another show. All right. Our poor listeners. Um, so, yes, but it's anything that just sort of takes the the heat out of the the moment. That's what I'm saying. And Okay, I'm not being difficult. Yes, you are. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're being difficult. <laughs> this, is, this is what I've been trying to tell you for years. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know. My uh, attempts at being funny are repair attempts. Yeah. Or some would say poor attempts. <laughs> Anyway, please continue. Oh my gosh, I did not. I bet mean, we get listener emails from this one. Okay, I did not mean to derail you. Anyway, a yes. repair attempt is something that can be helpful yes. when things are getting a little heated, I totally and that agree. can look any a, a number of different ways depending on the part the couple. Okay, moving on to number three, recognize positive and negative sentiment override. Do you oh, want to unpack that? Sure. We've talked about this multiple times in uh, episodes. Throughout these past few years, um, the positive sentiment overrides this concept uh, that Gottman has. It's just kind of based on this idea that uh, even was pre-Gottman, I believe. Will- Willard Harley, I think, came up with that idea of the emotional bank account. Right. And it, the idea is that we all have these emotional bank accounts mm-hmm. that we can put deposits into, and we can also take withdrawals out of it. Right. Positive or negative, or even neutral for that matter. Mm -hmm. So the idea is if you're putting a lot of positive energy into that uh, emotional bank account, uh, you can do it so consistently and so effectively that there's a kind of an overdraft uh, Mm -hmm. effect. You know, there's there's an overflow into that account uh, to the point where you have this condition he calls positive sentiment override. Right. Which basically means that things are so good between the two of you that one of you can make a mistake or say something maybe, you know, a little rude or insensitive or something, and the other person doesn't take it to heart. Right. Kind of a thing. Right. And then 
the contrast is true as well. If, if things are really kind of bad between you. You're putting a lot of negative energy and um, comments into, right. the, into the relationship. Then yeah. you can build up so much negativity that you have negative sentiment overrides. So yeah. you have an overflow of negativity. So I think where in the conversation around conflict, especially solvable problems, is to recognize, you know, are we in a season right now that feels kind of negative, like... Are, are we jumping on each other because we haven't had a lot of time together? We haven't been kind to one another. You know, we've been kind of withdrawing from that bank account. You're, you're speaking theoretically right now, right? Yeah, just... We're fine, right? <laughs> no, I'm talking about couples who are solving I'm their just, problems. Just making sure. <laughs> um, that they That just recognizing the negative or the positive season or, or uh, you know, what's happening and f- taking a meta view of right. their relationship right. can right. help, I think, sometimes. I totally agree. And then lastly, learn the art of good manners and compromise. Mm -hmm. I just see so many couples um, who are kinder and more respectful to their coworkers. Or their bosses. Or their neighbors than they are to their own spouses. Or their clients. Yeah. Or their vendors. And I just think, like, sometimes I'm, we, we'll sit with couples and I'll think to myself, wow, would you talk to your, you know, would you talk to a stranger like that? Mm-hmm. You know, probably not. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we've got to remember, you know, and it all goes back to, do I want to just rail at my partner or do I want my partner to understand me? Right. That's- and if I want him to understand me, then my... My, I need to show up as my best self so he's able to hear me, you know, mm-hmm. and not coming at it with daggers. And now, when you say show up as your best self, you mean you want to be selfless. And and, and what I mean is, and, I consider it to the other kind. person. Yeah, you know, do you have a better Brett? Do you have a better chance of hearing my heart if I'm blaming you, if I'm accusing you, mm-hmm. if I'm calling you, you know, labeling you? Yeah, it's not going to go very far. Yeah. So I just think remembering those good manners and the art of compromise and everything when we're at home is really, really helpful. So got any tools on how to make that more effective? Well, I think what Gottman talks about clearly is communicating basic acceptance of your partner's personality. Are we there yet? Well, this <laughs> this goes. <laughs> Have you accepted my personality? This goes back to the nurturing fondness and admiration idea. Uh-huh. Is that human nature dictates that it's virtually impossible to accept advice from someone unless you feel the person understands you. Mm-hmm. When people feel criticized or disliked or unappreciated, they're just probably not going to change. They're probably not going to show up in and reciprocate that kind of. Um, you know, behavior. Stands to reason. Yeah. When we feel under siege, we tend to dig our heels in and kind of keep our position. That, that's when the defensiveness comes up. Yeah. And as we've said many times, defensiveness brings nothing positive to the relationship. Yeah. Well, you just won't move forward. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I think that's important to remember, and this is kind of, again, pulling back and looking at it from a, a bird's eye view, but in every argument, whether we're talking about solvable or perpetual, no one person is ever completely right. Okay. We think we are, mm-hmm. and we think my perspective is the is the way to go, mm-hmm. you know, but there is no absolute reality in marital conflict. You just have two people with their own perspective. 
Okay. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying we don't do things that are clearly maybe morally wrong or that sort of thing. I'm right. just talking about right. Just you're in general. Yeah, yeah, in right. general, my my perspective is my perspective. Right. It's not absolutely right. right. It's not completely wrong. You're not sovereign over the universe. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if more and more couples could sort of adopt that reality, I know that when I get my head around that, it is so much easier for me to go, okay, Cal. You know. You, you're not, it, you're not right. Keep it in perspective. Yeah, and you've got to listen to what he thinks and his perspective and his feelings and all mm-hmm. of that. And more times than not, you and I arrive at a better place when both of us are operating that way. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, totally agree. So good little short episode, but I think solvable problems are uh, a good thing to get your mind around. So basically, we just want to make sure people understand what they are, Mm -hmm. and how to move forward. Yeah, because the next episode is going to be kind of a part tour Uh uh, where we're going to talk a little more about conflict, but take a different view of a different kind of conflict. It's a part tour of the conflict, but it's a part sixer of the series. That's right. We've knocked out the first five principles, so join us as we take on principle number six next time. I can hardly wait. Yay! Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. Also, we hope you'll follow us uh, on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send us an email to thehursts, that's H-U-R-S-T-S, at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our best to get it on the air. And we hope you will share the love by rating us on iTunes. And we'd be thrilled if you'd write a review. We've had a few recent reviews lately, and they're so nice and so kind, and we absolutely love reading them. And that really helps the show to have more visibility. So thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.